Ding, ding, test, ding, test. Ding, 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 ding. Test. Testies. Testes. Ready? Did I tell you what... what <laughs> have I told you what the word testify comes from? Testify? Well, it comes from the same Latin root that testicles comes from. Okay. Testicles come... Testicles, the word, comes from. Yeah. Because in Roman times, when you'd go to court, you would swear on your testicle. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, oh, if I'm wrong, you can remove this testicle. Or if I'm lying, I mean, you can remove well, this testicle. Well, I don't testicle. know if it was quite a literal sense or more like an honor. <laughs> but quite, mm. but, you know, possibly. We don't know. Actually, wait. We don't know how Roman times work, do we? No, you don't. Well, you know I'm what the a time word, traveler. <laughs> you know what the word decimate comes from? You're the time traveler's wife. <laughs> decimate? Decimate. No. In Roman times, um, they had an... It, the army, they would go out if they did something wrong, just as a way to keep them on their toes and punish them and keep them scared of authority. They would just randomly take, they would kill the 10th person in a line. Oh, really? That's why That's it comes from 10. Terrifying. The same, yeah, same yeah. word as 10. Huh. Well, what I was thinking about the testicle thing is... like <laughs> Back to testicles. Well, I mean, like <laughs> men nowadays say like, yeah, I swear on my left nut. Right. You know, and it's like the same thing. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to put that in before the theme song because <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> Should we start? Yeah. All right. Hello and welcome back to the What Is Life Dude podcast. We are Eric and Sarah. We are. It's true. <laughs> welcome. It's true. That's who we. Wow, that's not. How I the thought song you were going to start singing uh, Post Malone. I was trying, and then I oh. forgot how the rest of it went. It's true that all that you are. Yeah, and I was trying to find the melody and change the words. <laughs> it didn't work out. I'm sorry, everyone, that you had to hear that. <laughs> how are you today, honey, baby? I'm good. Yeah? I'm so hydrated. <laughs> I'm so. I feel like weirdly hyper. Yeah. I'm. I'm well, wearing a. I'm wearing a hoodie, and my hands are in like that. That big pocket on the yeah. bottom of the hoodie, and I'm just like fidgeting with my hands. Right. Well, if you happen to follow us on Sarah's Vegan Kitchen, we did a vlog recently where we talked about how we are trying to get up early every single day. Mm. And um, we've been going to the gym every other day. We wanted to get up early enough to like beat the crowds, the before work crowds for the gym. So we woke up and we drank a little bit of coffee and went to the gym. We've ended so up we're caffeinated. not beating that crowd, but... We've no, ended it wasn't up, busy at all. Well, we're, I think we're getting there after that crowd leaves because we don't want to go when it's busy because it's frustrating and also because germs. Yes. So we've been going after all the people go to work after mm -hmm. the gym. Like right. after everyone leaves, that's when we get there. It's great. It is great. I feel fantastic and invigorated. Is it the shrooms? I was going to say invigorized. I like invigorized. <laughs> Energized and invigorated at the same time. Invigorized. No, I, I did a leg day today and I feel strong. I feel like I'm getting stronger again. We are. Yep. yep. We feel good. Mm -hmm. We also feel good because if you've been following us, we... Okay, so this po the podcast comes out on Wednesdays now, right? Yeah. And which was just... It used to be Mondays, but when we started it up again a few weeks ago... It just happened to be a Tuesday when we recorded it, and I was like, oh, let's put it up tomorrow. And now I, it's I Wednesday. I like Wednesday. I like it, too. It's like every, every other podcast comes out on Monday. Mm -hmm. So it's like a new thing for our listeners to look forward to if they listen to other pods that come out on Monday. But anyway, what we did later that day after it came out is we released a, on our Cute Threat YouTube channel, we released a reaction video to the Korean boy band BTS their new single, Dynamite, their first all-English single. 
That was a week ago? Yeah, we released Aww. it a week ago from well, when you're listening to this. Yeah. So what happened was we were like, okay, we're going to, we have all these ideas, all these ideas for the Cute Threat YouTube channel cover like videos of us doing our covers and then sarah was like we should do some reaction videos because like yeah. those are super popular and they're just fun they're i fun. love watching them yeah i like seeing when people who haven't been exposed to a specific genre are experiencing it for the first time which is was exactly. the case for us in yeah. k-pop so what happened was we filmed it and then we put it up wednesday afternoon a few hours after the podcast and like our cute threat channel had like 90 subscribers mm-hmm. and the two videos we had up covers had like a thousand views each yeah and like after an hour it had like three thousand views and, and now I was like, it has what now it has 80 almost eighty five thousand views that's so funny which is fucking crazy well yeah i think just put it in perspective i've been making videos on sarah's vegan kitchen for ye- five years maybe and I feel like most of my videos don't even have that many, many views. A vast yeah. majority of my videos don't have that many views. Yeah. So for us to acquire that many with no subscriber base, really, pretty cool. That just goes to show how much of a support, um, supportive fan base BTS has. Yeah, it's for crazy. real. Yeah, it's insane. And then, and then we did. Um, we followed it up with another reaction video to a different Korean band, Blackpink. Mm-hmm. they just came out with a song with selena gomez yeah and that's doing well and we just right before we started recording this episode we released we did a cover of dynamite, dynamite the bts song we reacted to because yeah. we were like we have to take advantage of the situation that's what we do we make music more than sure. anything yeah and it's funny because so eric was in a, a band for like most of the three years we've been together right mm-hmm. when did you stop playing with them um, started like this year around winter yeah yeah and i just like i never could have imagined you guys doing a cover to a k-pop song because it like wasn't your vibe yeah. but now like that's the, that's the cool thing about starting a music project with you from scratch it's like we don't really have a vibe yet we just get to decide and it was like yeah. a fun we're like oh i mean this is kind of cheesy like a, when a lot of people who are bts fans were just kind of like recommending that we cover it in the comment section of our action video we're like, wow, it's kind of cheesy, but I mean, why not, right? It's so yeah. fun. So I'm glad we did that. Yeah, I really like having this. I really like that we started this project from scratch yeah. as the two of us, as the couple we are now. Mm-hmm. I just think it's it's really, really works. Yeah. You know, we're like, true. we can truly be ourselves with each <laughs> other and then with Cute Threat. Can so I that, just yeah, yeah, say totally on an unrelated note that Eric has bright blue hair now? And he's currently wearing a black hoodie with the hood up. And you look a little bit like an evil, like a dark lord from like Harry Potter with your like blue hair like sticking out. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I've always really resonated with the Death Eaters. I've always really, I'm not a Harry Potter fan, but I've always known that if I were to be, what's it called? Sorted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If I were to be sorted, I would hope to be sorted into Slytherin. Slytherin, yeah. Yes. I mean, I think Slytherin gets a bad rap, and like, like a lot of the fans talk about this on Reddit and whatnot, and like J.K. Rowling, who I think people don't like that much anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't really know the gossip, the hot goss, but Slytherin is not supposed to be like evil. But I think just because Voldemort was yeah. part of Slytherin, was he? Mm-hmm. What he was originally? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's why it's like associated with evil, but they're not like 
inherently bad if you're sorted into Slytherin. Right. Right. There's a whole there's so much lore about it. Yeah. But I think I think I'd be a Hufflepuff. I think I took the quiz and I'd be a Hufflepuff. Yeah, I took it too. I forget which one because I'm again I'm not very familiar with the whole Harry Potter world, but I had my sister guess which one I would have been sorted <laughs> into and she guessed the correct one and I was like, What? Gryffindor Yeah, I really know nothing about Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff. Yeah, me neither. But Whichever one I was sorted into on the the Pottermore quiz, I was disappointed. Oh. (laughs) Uh, Now, what does the word sorted, S-O-R-D-I-D, mean? Sorted, like, like, dirty, like, bad, like, oh, oh, like a sorted deal. I see. So if you were sorted into Slytherin, you'd be sorted into a sorted... House. House. Yes. (laughs) Great. Should we move on to the topic of today's episode? <laughs> Music. Thank you for bearing with us through that entire spiel. That uh, was really fun for me personally. <laughs> okay, today we're going to be talking about... It, it, this started as like a, okay, let's each pick three songs that have been most influential on us throughout our lives. And now we kind of said like, well, we don't want to force ourselves to try to get through three. Like it might, be, might take too long. We don't want to rush. Yeah. So we're just going to kind of like wing it and talk about songs in general that have influenced us yeah do you want to start you start okay so i think the first one i'm going to go with is slow dancing in a burning room by john mayer what (laughs) nothing you you just gave me a puckered butt mouth face (laughs) your mouth looked like a little puckered butt that's just my face no it's not (laughs) i know your face and it was not that you from juno that's that's just her face (laughs) We should watch that. I was just going to say that. Because it is music and love related. Somewhat. That's what we do. Yes. Okay. So anyway, Slow Dancing in a Burning Room by John Mayer. If you're unfamiliar, it's from his 2006 album, Continuum. 2006. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm in high school. Not right now. She means back then (laughs) she was in high school. You're in middle school still. I was 12. But you weren't, were you into the song then? I, I didn't hear Slow Dancing in a Burning Room until I was in college. Okay. And that's and that's where it became influential for me. I was very high in my apartment <laughs> as a senior in college by myself at night. And I was just on YouTube like, I was just in one of those like, I'm stoned, I'm going to cast YouTube videos about music. Oh, I know the story. For hours and hours. And... <laughs> It, I was just like, I was just fanboying over m- musicians playing live. <laughs> and and this uh, live in LA, Slow Dancing in a Burning Room, got recommended to me. I was like, oh, John Mayer, isn't that guy kind of a douche? Like, <laughs> like I didn't know really anything about John Mayer. And like, even now, like when I was working at Shinesty, I'd put, uh, should I say that? Yeah, it's fine. I don't care. Where you worked? Yeah. I don't care anymore. Sure. I don't care at all. Well, we're also leaving the state, so... And you also don't hang out there. Yeah. Except for when we're putting stuff in their dumpster because we're moving. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so when I worked there, I would just, like, queue up John Mayer over the big speaker, and everyone was like, oh, you're putting John Mayer on? Because everyone who doesn't listen to him now has the same idea that I had of him, which is like, oh, John He's Mayer, sleazy. that's the guy who, like, bones every celebrity and saying that your body is hot on it. And I'm like, oh, I hate that guy. But then I like really started listening. I'm like, oh wait, he's an amazing musician. And looking back, well, on like his... uncommonly skilled, right? Like, uh, yeah, like, yeah, exactly, uncommonly talented, right? Like, it's very rare that someone can play guitar that well 
sing that well and write so well, let alone do all three of them mm. and at the same time. Right. Like he's immensely talented. Yeah. So I was watching this video and I was like, um, this song is amazing. This performance is amazing. This band is amazing. And it kind of just changed my perspective on like writing music because mm -hmm. I'm like, what chords is he playing? So if I'm listening to like a regular rock song, I can pick up the guitar and just figure out the chords immediately, right? Because they're usually pretty standard. And I was listening to John Mayer and I picked up the guitar and I was like, these are kind of the chords he's playing, but they seem different. And that's when I like looked into it and I'm like, oh, he's playing all these like jazzy variations of chords I know and I don't know what he's playing. And it like forced me to think about music in like a totally different way. It's like you can make right. pop music with like jazzy stuff in it. Mm -hmm. It blew my mind. Right. And just, just for reference, Eric, you listened to this in college and it it influenced you then. But his John Mayer phase has lasted into present day. Oh, yeah. He's still, still is constantly playing John Mayer's music. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, he's amazing. It's enduring. But yeah, so that's really why it was influential. It kind of opened it up and like opened it up for me in a way where it's like, oh, you can like you can write music the way you do now. Mm -hmm. But like, check this out. You can take all the chords you're using and you can just like change them a little and it's going to give the song a whole different vibe. Right. And I didn't realize you could do that. And I was like, I don't have to sound like Green Day for the rest of my musical career. <laughs> I can like change stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the story you were thinking of with John Mayer, I think it was a different night. Oh, okay. It was a, what you're, what you're referring well, you spent to. spent a lot of nights with John, huh? <laughs> With old Johnny M. <laughs> but no, the story you're referring to is I was sitting in bed watching live YouTube videos probably a few weeks after the slow dancing in a burning room experience. <laughs> and I just was watching him play and I closed my computer and like <laughs> cried a little in my bed by myself because I was like, I'm never going to be that good. Right. It was really sad. Yeah. Well, which is funny to me because and I feel I feel like especially anyone who's followed our podcast for a long a long time or especially from the beginning will remember how many times I've I've had that same same exact sentiment but like a lower t tier of it because I really don't know music. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So you're like looking at John Mayer, who is a freaking virtuoso, and you're like, right. I'll never be that good. And I'm looking at you, who who's having this complex, and I'm like, I'll never be that good. But it's like so important to start anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, and every every musician, not even every musician, anyone who does anything, right? there's always someone better than them. Yeah. Like, there's, like John Mayer probably looked up to Stevie Ray Vaughan. Do you know who that is? I've heard the name. He was a guitar. He died like 30 years ago recently, like one of these days. But he was. Um, Wait, do you mean like one like during the summer? Yeah, like 30 years ago, 30 years ago, like right now, basically. Oh, oh, that's a random fact to know. Is it because people are posting someone about just his posted about it? It might have been 30. 20, I'm not exactly sure when he died, okay. but he was like an amazing guitar player, blues kind of rock guy. Mm hmm. And I know Mayer looked up to him. Mm -hmm. So he was probably thinking when he was a kid, like, fuck, I'll never be as good as Stevie Ray Vaughan. Right. I mean, he is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so it's everyone has those people. You know, it's, mm -hmm. I, we were talking about this yesterday too, like just people that we look up to, people who yeah. show that it's possible to have a certain lifestyle or to make a certain thing and find success. Mm -hmm. So. 
Okay, so you you love that song also. I love the lyrics. Right. Obviously, I mean, I love the, the song in its entirety, but being someone who is not like super well-versed in music theory or anything, I've, I've never been one to like deep listen to the instrumentation until very recently. And I'm I've the same always... way. I'm, I'm the exact opposite with lyrics. Yeah. Where I'm always like, lyrics are fine. And it's not just the lyrics, but also the way that they're delivered, like vocally. I feel like the voice just carries so much. Um, I mean, that's why like people, a lot of people don't really like to listen to strictly instrumental music. It's hard to become a mainstream artist if you just like are a jam band, right? But you can easily make like you can chart, like have a top single with just like a very simple acoustic guitar or piano if the the words are there and the the vocals are like moving do you know what i mean it's because not everyone can understand or like vibe to instrumental music yeah like hardcore musicians right but hardcore musicians and everyone else can vibe to lyrics because Mm -hmm. everyone understands them right that being said i don't like instrumental music that much (laughs) or if at all i like to listen to instrumental music if i'm trying to like study or Mm. not that i well do i study sometimes do you study music? i'm trying to do something that doesn't involve me like using that, uh, using my brain to process words, some other kind of words. Like I can listen to music with words if I'm editing a video that doesn't have words in it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I have to have instrumental if I'm like reading something mm. or I'm writing something. Yeah. I don't know how people like multitask in that way. Right. Yeah, me neither. Um, but yeah, I, like, I don't think I paid that much attention to the lyrics in that song until we started talking about it, like, whenever it was after we met. And I was like, oh yeah, the lyrics are really good. Like, even just, like, the main, the main theme of the song, Slow Dancing in a Burning Room, he's talking about, like, how his relationship's just crumbling and, like, they can't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. And except for, like, let it end. And that's all it is. It's my dear, we're slow dancing in a burning room. And mm-hmm. that's just like that imagery. It like doesn't get much better than that. That's really, mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm. Like how can he be so good at everything? I'm going to cry right. again. How I'll, can he be so good at everything? I always wonder how these things occur to people. Like there was a moment in time where he had that specific image. Mm-hmm. And I just love that. That's so cool. Yeah. All right. Do you want to move on to one of yours? Move on. Hmm. Let me think. I hadn't. I hadn't written out a list. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of ones that you know too, so that we can yeah. have a discussion about them. That's okay. not one sided. Um. So, what's it called? Good night, my angel. Lullaby oh, Billy by Joel. Billy Joel. That's a song that's really meaningful to me because it was like my song with my dad. Like that was the song that he wanted to be like the like the father daughter father daughter dance song at my wedding right so and it's like when you think about it the so okay for the record for the uh context lullaby is like a piano ballad that billy joel wrote for his daughter when she was really young right like maybe when she was a little a baby even so it's actually it's a lullaby and it's kind of about like just like the passage of time i would say and like his relationship with his daughter. And 
so it's just like very fitting. Do you know what I mean for that to be? Because for those listening who aren't like familiar with my story, my dad passed away in 2016. So it's just like, I don't know. There's just like layers and layers and layers of meaning. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's one that is very meaningful to me for various reasons. It's just a good song on its own too. Do you know what I mean? I definitely do. <laughs> um, I didn't know we were going to talk about this and I'm... Um... Sad? Yeah. I couldn't listen. I couldn't like listen to the song for a couple of years without like crying. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, it's it's just like a part. Everything just becomes a part of your story. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I was listening to... Okay, wait. Can you remind me of what the title of that song is? Which one? The one we're talking about. Lullaby? So it's lullaby. I think it's lullaby parentheses. parentheses Good night, my, my angel. Okay. Um, I was months and six months ago we were at the gym and i was listening wait six months ago was <laughs> i forgot that six months ago isn't as long ago as i thought it was no nine months ago we were at the gym yeah and that song just came on i was listening to billy joel and i just like stopped what i was doing and i was like huh this is a really powerful song mm -hmm. and then like i screenshotted it and posted it to my instagram story and i was like if you want to have your day ruined, listen to this song. Because <laughs> right. it's like, it's so amazing and so powerful that it's like, when I say ruin your day, like, it's not going to make you upset. It's just going to like... It will touch you. Yeah. It will reach out and touch you. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you would do that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just... And, right. And musically, from the music perspective... I mean, Billy Joel is another like piano virtuoso, right? He like, like, doesn't think he's that good. And he's sure. literally amazing. <laughs> sure, Bill. Whatever you say. William. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just like the way it, that song really, it's just piano? No strings? Uh, I think there's some strings at the end. It ebbs and flows. Uh -huh. Like it swells. It crescendos and decrescendos like constantly. Which. Oh my God. Which lyrically he, he nods to that. He's like, and like a boat out on the ocean, I'm rocking you to sleep. So it has that like rocking sensation and it's also funny because he like he he talks about like going out and sailing with his daughter mm -hmm. and it's like such a specific thing that like obviously i can't relate to but like the rest of the song is is like it's just about like being a human because you die and sometimes it's it's weird to listen to because like my dad is gone but billy joel's still alive and he still has a relationship with his daughter. Mm -hmm. I'm like, isn't that weird to have written a song that means this thing to these people who have lost someone? But you haven't experienced yeah. it yet. Isn't that weird? And he never will experience it. Because he's going to live forever? No, because when he <laughs> dies, he, he'll be dead. And Alexa will be the one that right. experiences it, his daughter. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know that much about Billy Joel's relationship with his... Usually, like, when I have been listening to his music since i was a small small child and one would think i'd know more about him but i don't really know anything about like his relationship with his parents i know he's a mets fan <laughs> attaboy bill attaboy bill. hey let's go mets yeah um so like how has that like do you feel like it's influenced you as a musician and a songwriter as a mu not so much no it's more just like um it's nice to know because billy joel is someone who also has struggled so much with his mental health like his entire career um i mean he's gone kind of he still performs regularly he's still a musician but he hasn't created new music in so long so it's hard to know like where his mental where his mental space is now mm. but 
I've just it's always been nice to know that well comforting to know that other people have like the same kind of like existential thoughts because like so actually this is um a lyric that I want to have tattooed on me at some point right so the last like two two verses um someday your child may cry and if you sing this lullaby then in your heart there'll always be a part of me and then someday we'll all be gone but lullabies go on and on they never die that's how you and I will be so it's like like that's the last two lines are the ones that I want on me somewhere it's just nice to know like like how could like you don't know whether there's anything after life do you know what I mean no one really knows like people have faith but it's like such um it's just a universal thing to think about like people want to know like people want to believe that there's something that that continues after right Mm -hmm. and like even if there isn't like from his experience there is for us right because if he's gone his work is still here I think that's why why making music and like poetry is so appealing to me because it's something that because lullabies go on and on yeah it just it it's just appealing the thought of influencing people in which and he he has no way of knowing the way he's influenced me right yeah you just put something out there that means something to you and it's bound to mean something to someone else well It reminds me of like a of a quote. It might be from Billy Joe from Green Day mm-hmm. or some other rock star. I, I, w- I would guess it's Billy Joe, knowing me. Um, but like, I was gonna say in response to that, like, well, Billy Joel knows how he's influenced people because like he plays a monthly show at Madison Square Garden and it sells out mm-hmm. a year in advance, mm-hmm. and he does it every month. <laughs> at the garden yeah. <laughs> which is insane right yeah but like when it comes to specifically influencing each person mm-hmm. the quote is billy joe said something like it might have been dave Grohl. <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember it's like the great thing about being a rock star and like being in this position is you know like you write a song for one reason mm-hmm. and then you go play it and fifty thousand people are singing it back to you for fifty thousand different reasons oh yeah you've told me that quote before yeah i I think that's why Eric and I have been trying to decide, like, we've been talking about our our original music a lot, and Eric has a lot of singles from his solo act, and we've been wondering, like, how many of these can we maybe um, transform into, yeah, into cute threat material, and we were talking about one specific song, which we've talked about on the podcast, right, because we've been making this this run of the podcast for a while, Um, I'm Gonna Die, which is about Eric's experience having cancer and being diagnosed with that. And I don't it, think I've ever heard you say that. Having cancer? Like you've never, I've never heard you out loud reference that I've had cancer. Oh. Huh. Sorry? Question mark? No, I've just, it no, like hit me in the feels. Like I it made me emotional. I, I think I intentionally, like it's like um intentionally subconscious, subconsciously intentional thing that I, I don't say it. Have you been teared up this entire conversation? No. Oh just me i i think i think the thing about me is that i process everything so emotionally in my head that like i just it's easier for me to not cry it's i i turn on this switch and i'm like oh i'm discussing this in a 
detached way now. I can't do that. Yeah. Anyway. We just process things differently. And obviously some things, sometimes I've cried like a, a number of times on the podcast, I think. But yeah. what was I talking about? You're talking about me Your song. Cancer. Right. And so Eric wrote a song about that experience, but he never like explicitly states what it's about. It's just, a, um, you, you talk about it, right? Yeah. I don't want to talk so much. Oh, I like it when you and talk. And I will keep talking because I'm hyped. That's great. I like when you talk. Please, Dark um, Lord. I mean, lyrically, it's just... What'd you say? I said, please, Dark Lord, inform us. <laughs> T- puts hood on tighter. <laughs> Covers more of my face. Um, yeah, I'm Gonna Die is just... It's just about, like, the physical experience. I guess the physical and emotional experience of being sick when mm-hmm. I was younger. But... I mean, the way you brought it up earlier, you were like, it could be, it could be viewed as anything really, like not just like having cancer, like, and you, you said it could like resonate with anyone who's gone through something. Yeah. So, something similar, just like being sick or in the hospital for anything. Yeah. Well, I thought about it. I was like, yeah, it could be about me, right? Because like I've spent a tremendous amount of time in the hospital and like it it's just i don't know it's like sometimes people are very explicit with the story they're telling in their lyrics and that has its own kind of charm and that will resonate with certain crowds Mm -hmm. and then sometimes you add that layer of like vagueness yeah and it just it makes it more it makes it a universal song you know and just for reference the lyrics of the chorus of that song are um I thought I'm gonna die and that's the last thing I felt before the tears in my eyes and that's the last time you'll see me cry mm-hmm. meaning like I mean in my particular situation I kind of was like I'm gonna be strong now and I'm not gonna let it bother me and that's mm-hmm. it I cried once and now I'm gonna get through it right and yeah I guess it could be relatable <laughs> i'm like i didn't plan to talk about I mean, this i really but it. yeah i mean we got to that because like that's the purpose of music i think right is like that's why it's that's why everyone loves music and i've never met someone who's like yeah no, i don't really fuck with music <laughs> those tunes keep them away please it's i have like, really like i've definitely spoken to a few people who are like i don't really listen to music yeah, I, I get, like, like people who don't, like, actively seek out music, like, people who would prefer to listen to a podcast or watch TV or something, but I feel like no one's, like, ugh, music. I don't know how you Chibis. just... <laughs> I don't know how you don't enjoy, like, all of them. Like, yeah. I love podcasts, music, movies, and TV. Mm-hmm. I just... Mm-hmm. Not at the same time. <laughs> right. Sometimes the same time. Sometimes the same you time. You know. <laughs> yeah. I love uh, watching a movie and a TV show at the same time. <laughs> that's something i would do i feel you'd somehow be able to like point each eye at a different screen like in some sort of lizard (laughs) all right uh should we move on sure Uh, i don't know if that if i tailed i like started talking about i'm gonna die and if i like neglected to wrap up where i was going with that but i feel like you guys know what i mean you can listen to the song listen to eric's rendition of the song we might end up I think Covering we're definitely it. going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not going to be a cover. It's going to be our song. I feel wrong saying it's like our song because it, you wrote it. It will be our song, though. 
It's not yet. <laughs> That's why you feel like that. Fine. Uh, but see, I thought our song was a slam of screen doors. Sneaking out late, tapping <laughs> on your window. That's actually my next influential <laughs> song is Our Song by Taylor no, Swift. No, please. No, it's not. Okay. Um. So when I was, okay, so w- when we do episodes like this where we like have some sort of list or something planned in like a, in a way. Yeah. I always think about it and write stuff down and Sarah's like, I'll figure it out on the podcast. That's just how we operate. Yeah. So I was looking through the band, the Front Bottoms catalog. Mm-hmm. Because they've been very influential on my life and my mm-hmm. music. And I'm like, I don't know what song to pick. So I'm going to say their song, West Virginia, from their 2015 release, Back on Top, Fueled by Ramen. <laughs> um, it's just, <clears throat> excuse me, it's it's just the best example, in my opinion, okay. for what the front bottoms do to me. When they do, oh, it's what you do to me. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> but, okay, so the Front Bottoms, if you're not familiar with them, they're like a pop punk alternative emo emo yeah. band. I don't know. Yeah. But they're from Jersey, and they're just, they're known for like, they're known for like Brian, the lead singer and lyricist. His lyrics are very, very honest, very straightforward. Not a lot of, like, metaphor kind of happening. Maybe sometimes. And his his singing style is... It's different, to say the least. Some people say it's bad. They say he's a bad singer. I don't really think that's true. But he has that kind of, like, whiny, weird voice, cracky voice. And it's just, like, part of their style. But the reason they've been so influential on me, especially the song West Virginia... It's because the first time I started listening to them and I was listening to his lyrics, mm-hmm. like, I was just like, oh, you don't have to write, like, profound, deep, like, metaphor, analogy lyrics. You can just, like, say what the fuck you're thinking about. And it blew, it literally blew my goddamn mind because mm-hmm. it's the exact opposite of, my dear, we're slow dancing in a burning room. It's the opposite of that. Right. It's just like in West Virginia, he's like, the song starts out, is it raining where you are? The only thing I could think to ask, but nothing ever hurts so bad, so bad. as the no that you said back. And I'm just like, whoa, oh my God. That just like the, even now when I listen to it and I've been listening to the album for five years, when I hear that opening line, it crushes me with sadness Yeah, because he's just talking about. He's just saying what happened. Yeah. He's saying, I wrote a letter to someone, and literally the only thing I could think to say was, uh, is it raining? Is it raining over there? And she, no. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. Looks like this is over. I don't know. It's just, it's so blatant. (laughs) And it it kind of made me realize that, like, there, you can do whatever you want. You can take the John Mayer route of lyrics, or you can just say what's on your mind, and you don't have to do either or both. Mm -hmm. Just do whatever you want. Yeah. You can dance if you want to. Um, can I give the, can I give the uh, the background? Sure. This song's significance to us specifically. Absolutely. Okay, so Eric and I met on Instagram. He DM'd me. We were like DMing back and forth, like as friends, whatever. And then one day he was like, "Oh, I'm a musician. Check out my um, my band. My music video. My my music video. Where he I take a shower a- in the music video." <laughs> <laughs> and consumes almond milk. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I, I like, yeah, I watched his music video and then I went onto a Spotify. I was like doing a deep dive on this, this dude. Okay. Just, just, just to, to suss him out. <laughs> so on his YouTube channel, he had a cover of not this song, but the demo of this song. Cause the front bottoms, I guess they release a lot of their demos. Yeah. After that album came out, they released a handful of demos. Right. So this is like the song in an earlier stage of the writing. So the lyrics are a little different, but it's still mostly the song. So Eric had a cover of that and I thought he was cute. (laughs) He had some nice arms. (laughs) Thank you. He looked like a very nice young man. A very nice young... Lad? Boyus? (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking for a word before boy. Boy? A descriptor. Nice young... What? Jewish boy. Oh. A nice Jewish boy. Did not cross my mind. A nice Jewish mensch, as my mother would say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> so I just, I that, that song has always had a special place in my heart because I just remember that being one of the, because right, because like on Instagram, when you're meeting someone, you just have pictures. And that was like one of the first things I saw Eric in motion. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Eric in motion and your hair looks really good and there's a picture of you and your dad and your sister on the wall wall, behind you right and um wasn't charlie on the couch with me i don't know if she was i feel like that's my parents dog charlie yeah we'll have to go back and watch it we have to put the link in the description or something yeah you should go watch it eric ames katana cover yes yeah (laughs) well (laughs) it's 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 so funny that that song like it resonates so much with both of us because like heartbreak it's just like uh yeah. it's just like oh yeah later in the song like the chorus is love of my life gone forever love of my life gone for good and it's yeah. just like so simple but it's like fuck like what can you they're gone that's never happened to me because you know i'm the heartbreaker here but excuse me <laughs> we're gonna take this off mic <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's just something that it's like, I don't know. It's um, it's like a fundamental human thing, heartbreak, mm-hmm. right? It's the same as love, just yeah. the the opposite. Right. And I know something about not being with Sarah kind of like made it our song in a way. Mm-hmm. Well, like Eric went to a Front Bottoms concert. And he like, that was a clip you sent me from the audience of yeah. him going, is it raining where you are? The only He thing sings I better think... than I do. <laughs> uh, what? Brian sings it better than me. I was trying to sound like him, so I made my voice sound worse, mm. but I made it sound too much worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, now and now it's like, I don't know, we quote it all the time. And if it was, if it was a love song and not a breakup song, it would be like our song. Mm-hmm. But it's about breaking up, so it can't be our song. Right. But yeah, I don't know. It just, uh, it really hits you in the feels. Mm-hmm. And as far as, um, as far as the effect it's had on me, mm-hmm. I think it's just that. It's like, you can just be honest, honest in your lyrics. Honest and simple. And all of their music is like that. Yeah. I was trying to think of a different song, and like, their song Santa Monica came mm-hmm. to mind, where the beginning goes, um... I wish we were forever lying on the Santa Monica beach, 
Drinking Tecate, 24 ounces underneath the stars. I like that one. Being, what is it? Being the superior couple. Yeah, being the superior couple. And I'm just yeah. like, this dude just says whatever he's, he doesn't sit there with his pen and paper like, hmm, how can I make this deep? And right. How can I make the audience say, oh, what is he referring to? And it's also like, it makes me wonder like, how much of this is real? Like, he they have... um. Lone is this song called Twin Size Mattress? Oh, yeah, it is. She hopes I'm cursed forever to sleep on a twin size mattress in somebody's attic or basement my whole life. Yeah. And I'm like, did that ha- did someone say that to you? Right. Did was someone's like <laughs> grand finale fuck you to Brian? Like, you know what, man? I hope you're cursed to sl- to live on a twin size mattress. <laughs> As in you'll never be successful to buy a bigger mattress and you'll never need a bigger mattress because no one yeah (laughs) yeah anyway so that's that's my second song we love we stand we stand they are they are my pop punk kings yeah oh i feel like we've talked about i feel like we've done a similar episode maybe not in this past run so the episode might not exist anymore but i feel like i was talking about their song raining Mm -hmm. which but at the time we recorded the podcast episode had recently come out like yeah. pretty recently and it's like what is the song really about we don't know but there's like about- mental mental health uh patient in the music video at least i think it's about one of their friends who was in a mental hospital and right which i have been so i loved <laughs> i love the song and my favorite line from it is on the outside i was fine but inside i was all torn up how do you think that felt I'm like, fuck, I love it. Shit, mm-hmm. that is fresh. Shit, that is fresh. <laughs> if you didn't catch our latest vlog or second to most recent vlog, we've been quoting... Uh, Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. Kristen Wiig gets a lemonade in the car and she takes a sip and she vengefully says, shit, that is fresh. And we keep saying it. All right, give us another song before we wrap oh, this baby up. Oh, I don't out. have one. Come on. I really don't have one. This is why you have to prepare yourself for the podcast. I was too. I'm too late. I'm too late. I'm in the stars tonight. Wow. Nothing else comes to mind. Um. Hmm. What about like um, like an Amos Lee song? I was just as you said that. I was thinking of Soul Suckers. There you go. I just love. There's this quote. First off, Amos Lee. I love his music. I was introduced to his music in college. Which is so funny because I was introduced to his music in college by this person who had some guitar covers on Facebook. And one of them was Slow Dancing in a Burning Room, which is the first time I heard that song. Oh, wow. Yeah. Everything's connected. It's insane. This person actually put this album on my computer. The when, Amos Lee album? Yeah. Which one is it? Uh, it might be just called Amos Lee. Oh, it, oh yeah. It might it, be self-titled. It's the one with all the songs I know on it. Yeah. Yeah. His, I love his lyrics. I love them so much. He's the he's the perfect example of someone who has a beautiful voice, plays guitar beautifully, writes great songs, and writes great lyrics, and that's why he's successful. Because mm-hmm. that's mostly what it is. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. I really like the line from that song: "Nothing is more powerful than beauty in a wicked world." It's like one of my favorite quotes. What does it mean to you? What does it mean to me? Or, like, how do you interpret it? I mean, you could take it, like, in a positive way or in, like, a kind of a dark way in that, like, I I feel like I could be wrong, obviously, but 
it feels like the song is written to a woman that he knows who thinks that she's like um she's like pulling the strings but she's being used do you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's like nothing's more powerful than beauty and like she could be being taken advantage of i i get the image of like a a, a pop star or something yeah and like her ma- management agency or something is like using her like her facade to like profit off of her mm-hmm. but she doesn't know that right mm-hmm but it could also you could take it like in a more positive way. Nothing's more powerful than beauty in a wicked world. Like yeah. you can, I don't know, make beautiful art and it joins people together. Mm-hmm. I love the ambiguity. I love not knowing what people intended. Which is exactly the opposite of the front bottoms thing, right? Which I think is great because both can and do exist. Yeah, and they're both perfect. Right. And that's really what this whole conversation has been about, right? It's like everyone the reason people have so many different influences is because everyone's different and then you become an influence on other people and all your it's like a family tree of influence yeah and even as we have been recording more together and writing together i'm not very familiar at all with music production and eric has been making his own music for years and years and years and so it's like i don't really have the language to like explain what i want like i can hear things in my mind and i don't have the language necessarily to explain to eric like how do i how do you make this what is a bar what's a bar (laughs) (laughs) that's an inside joke moving on um but it i've been i found myself um recently bookmarking a lot of songs that just like stick out to me so i'll listen i feel like i'm repeating myself but i think i just told you Mm -hmm. and it feels like i'm having deja vu i have deja vu a lot yeah that's a thing that happens to me probably because there's like millions and millions of parallel universes and past lives and you know we get some interference sometimes i get deja vu a lot too yeah maybe we're both you more than me are just in tune with the parallel alternate universe (laughs) right that's going to be an entire album concept by the way Mm -hmm. anyway um (laughs) it's just going back sorry now i'm like my brain has split into a million things because you were talking earlier about like oh this song would be our song if it weren't about heartbreak everyone understands heartbreak just like everyone understands love it's kind of opposite and i was like or are they the same (laughs) (laughs) do you know what i mean yeah they're like the same um um but back to what i was saying this is me saying back to what i was saying very slowly hoping that by the time i finish saying that i remember what i was saying what was i saying is it coming back no <laughs> do you wanna what if i just like say something go ahead i'm just gonna i'm just gonna talk about nothing <laughs> and by the time i'm done talking about nothing it'll have come back to sarah did it work no <laughs> okay well is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up then no okay oh we were talking about writing music and there i was talking about how i've just been listening to random playlists and uh our modern attention spans very short so music just gets to the point much faster now and so anything I have this playlist of new music that Spotify has curated. Anything that manages to grasp my attention for more than 10 seconds, I'm putting on a separate playlist and I'm kind of going through it and trying to analyze like, what about this like grabbed my attention so we can like kind of use elements of that. And 
And it's kind of like what we were talking about with your sister. We did like a little uh, consultation with Eric's sister who like knows a lot about marketing. And she was like, yeah, she was like, make a a little mood board of people who inspire you and like people who make you feel the way you want to make other people feel. And she was like, and it's like copying things like in little pieces, like that's just what art is. Like you just take little pieces of things that you like Mm -hmm. and repurpose them with your own little flair. That's what it's all about, baby. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What do you think? We never know if you if you listening uh, aren't aware. We don't know how to wrap up our podcast ever. No, <laughs> but and we we have this conversation every time. Yeah, which is uh, are we done? I or? feel good about about ending it here because I feel like if we went into another song, we just uh, we would go forever. Yeah, but I think the interesting thing is that we've gone through a couple different songs, and all of them, all of the conversations have come up with specific themes that all relate, mm-hmm. which is weird. And I think this should be a topic that we do every now and then on the podcast With and just more pick different songs that contemporary. Yeah, or just anything that's like inspired us and influenced us and we could just talk about it and why. Mm-hmm. Cuz it brings up it brings up these stories about your dad, about me being sick, about this and that. Right. And it's just like they've influenced us for a reason. Yeah. And it's nice to talk about them. Yeah. All right, well anyway, thank you guys so much for listening as thank always. You. you know, you can follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on YouTube now, YouTube slash Cute Threat. We do fun and frivolous videos. Frivolous. I think they're frivolous. You know, no one needs to watch us reacting to K-pop, but they can if they choose to. That's absolutely true. <laughs> and yeah, we'll talk about some more things next week. Yeah, I think we do want to try. So we have a couple of videos in the pipeline or videos. Podcast. Podcast topics. episodes. Yep. Pending. We might do an, an Enneagram uh, episode, that both take the Enneagram test. I've taken mine a while ago. I don't know anything about Enneagram, though, so I wanted to do a little bit of research <gasps> first. To uh, <laughs> <laughs> It surely hasn't breathed in a while, eh? <laughs> I wanted to do a little bit of research first to prepare, and then we wanted to, which I think we mentioned in the previous episode, do an episode about like mental health and relationship dealing with mental illness in relationships which yeah. has uh, really been a theme for us so you i want to <laughs> um so send you can email us or dm us questions uh about that topic that you mm. want us to address if you'd like to and we'll we'll keep them in a list what is life dude show at gmail.com mm-hmm. send them in babies do it do all right it. talk to you next week bye